welcome everyone to Transformation from the Trenches again. So this week we're going to be talking about um, copy and paste transformation. We're specifically going to be focusing on one topic because this can get quite expansive quite quickly. So we're going to be focusing around Spotify as it's really probably the most prolific copy and paste scenario that, that I've seen. Um, and I'm sure Quasi can share his experiences so Quasi is here again as usual I'm gonna have a a conversation around what we've seen what our advice would be in this situation and some of the challenges and kind of you know some of the pitfalls that organizations fall into yes hello hello everybody welcome um, thank you for joining us again yes uh, I, I echo that Dave um, I've seen many a times the Spotify model being as I said beautifully copied and pasted into organizations and <laughs> boy we have to unravel that yeah so guys i think the first thing that jumps to mind for me around this or as i was thinking about this was like where does this come from so in terms of organizations wanting to like copy and paste what other organizations do in order to gain success and i mean for me personally as i was thinking about it two things came up one is it's the actual belief that doing this will give you success mm -hmm. and you truly believe that this is the, like the right thing to do. Yeah. The other side of it for me was it could also be that they just want to appear to be successful. So because this organization has openly said mm -hmm. this models give us success and this has been successful for us by applying it for themselves, is this some way of them putting on that badge of success for themselves? Mm -hmm. So they're saying, Yes, we've now got Spotify, everything's great, we have these tribes and these things in place, we're successful. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, yeah, I will, I will echo that. I think for me also one thing that shows up as you were speaking, I think there is sometimes the desire for people to follow um, um, big, big names or big um, big people without really understanding the consequences but what do i mean by that so i think this initial article that was written by i believe it was with jagan appello i think that wrote the initial article about how they're doing things in spotify mm. um <clears throat> and because jagan is, is quite prolific in in the community people just just hook onto things without really applying logic and sense in terms of their own context so i think there's an element of just following the crowd or following some prolific people. Uh, and there's a lot of an element of following uh, blindly, um, mm. I, if, if I might add. And you're absolutely right. The, the appearance to be successful or the desire to be seen successful sometimes encourages people to make some decisions that really don't, doesn't compute. Um, it doesn't really fit. Or they don't look at the wider, the broader perspective of things before uh, making certain decisions because um, yes, it's all well and good. This company has tried it. They have their organizational culture, structure. They have everything. There is that tendency of sometimes people show up for what they want other people to see externally, but then internally there are so many things that are not really uh, going well. So by taking just the external, you're just applying something to the superficial. Uh, so there are there are consequences there, and I, I absolutely agree. Like, as you were explaining that, what was coming up for me is, I think in the early days, so when this was first released, probably in the first, like, three or four years, it was that, it was that follow piece, right? So it was people, mm -hmm. you know, they're in that community, 
these people are saying this has given give us great success and they're following those mm. companies and trying to copy and emulate what they've done. And I think that after those years, it's then started to be, it started to be picked up by consultancies. Yes. And then it's all of a sudden turned into something, oh, we can sell this, right? We can make loads of money by telling organizations that if they do this, it's going to be wonderful and successful for them. <laughs> so for me, it's almost been like a shift from that following piece because a lot of people like in the community, I believe truly know that copying what Spotify done is not success, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's transformed into consultancies, hammering home to leaders that they're selling it to that it will give them success. Mm. And I think that, like they're missing the point. So Spotify shared an outcome. That's all they shared. They they shared an outcome for what they'd managed to achieve within their organization. So the outcome isn't the important piece of information. What they should be focusing on is the journey that took them to the outcome, right? That's right. So you need to focus on the journey that Spotify took to get to that outcome. Mm -hmm. They focused on their people. They focused on their culture. They focused on... Their, their vision and their purpose, their company. And they created something that had all those components that would help them move forward. Yeah. Which is why when you've got language like tribes, when you've got language mm-hmm. like guilds, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's a Scandinavian company. So <laughs> we'd expect to have the language that emulates their That's company it. and their purpose because it means something. That's it. Whereas most of the places I see it being done, those words don't mean anything. So mm-hmm. they're ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, spot on, spot on. It, it, it is it, language, meaning, words, they're all very, very important. And yeah, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't agree more. That journey piece is very crucial. Um, what many organizations fail to realize is on that journey, there will be a lot of insight about the people in the company, the company itself, but what this stands for and their values, their ethos and their vision, their purpose, their true sense of being and existing. And that journey for each, each individual company will result in different, potentially different outcomes to what, well, I say potentially, every organization is trying to do something different. The outcomes to what Spotify achieved will look very different and it will be the right outcome for that organization because they've invested in that journey, mm-hmm. right? And that, that is, I find, sometimes a piece that um, most organizations want to avoid because, oh, it's slow, it's painful, we're going to have to make time to have conversations and decide and sort of bring, take care of our people and understand what really truly works and how we are aligning our values and our company values, our end customers. Do we truly understand them? But all of that seems sometimes too slow and too painful for organizations to really embark on that journey. But that's the most richest and then reaching it, well, I've used the word rich in different forms of it twice now. The most important part of actually getting the, the, the true outcomes that organizations and their end customers are looking for. Uh, and especially in this um, generation of what is being called the fourth revolution or whatever it is with all these um, the pace and the change and the whole um, everything around it. I think the journey is all, all very important because with that, we put ourselves in a position where we are ready, we are able and capable to respond, to adapt without having to struggle too much with having 
put something external on top of it because then that will restrict us too much. We're like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that because the sports fan model doesn't have that. Right, no, it's not about that. It's about what we do we really need to do as an organization to be able to achieve the outcomes that we need, right? Um, so I think the journey is very important. It's, for me personally, I think it's, it's the crucial part that organizations need to go through to really discover what outcomes, true outcomes that they need to serve and what they're looking for. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And as you, even as you say, it's like, it's, it's so important to like slow down. There's a, there's a definite air of pace and speed that everybody wants, right? We want to be able to do things faster. We want to be able to yeah. um, be quicker at everything. But actually, you, should, like, you need to slow down. It's important to slow down to first understand the direction you even want to head it. Because we can move fast, but if we're moving fast to nowhere or the wrong destination, mm-hmm. then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's slow down, figure out what, what actually makes sense and what's relevant to this company, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about, like, to me, it's all about relevance. Yes. Like, is what we're doing relevant to this company? Yeah. And if we're just applying the Spotify model, we have to say no because it's full of things that are, won't be relevant to your organization. So if we stop right there, and you, as you said, you really understand your organization, the system, the people, and then start to craft something that has real power. We've got a story we can share. Um, I'll share it, but Quasi can resonate with this. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I worked at a company a while ago, and at this company... They were going through transformation. They were looking at things to do in order to kind of move forward. And pace and speed was something that was part of their language that they wanted within the transformation space. This was also an environment that had a lot of consultancies, a lot of consultancies who believed they knew best and could tell the organization how to grow. And in one particular scenario, again, relevant to this, they were selling a part of the Spotify model to the organization. So they'd gone to the, gone to the leaders and they essentially sold them chapters, guilds, um, all, of the, all of that side of the Spotify model. The interesting piece was once it had been sold, they then approached myself and Quasi to ask us what it all meant and <laughs> how it works. Which I found completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> frustrating to be honest, but also quite baffling. The first of all, we've got a leader who can buy things off the shelf from a company who doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. But then, basically, we are then have to try and unpick this and support the organisation in getting whatever value they can out of it because yeah. they've already paid for it. Yeah. I'm sure. Sure, you yeah. For this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that it was. Um, it was interesting. It was an interesting conversation, though. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay, uh, yeah, very well said, very well summarized. Uh, um, but yes, uh, it's it's scary. Um, is the word that is coming up for me? Very scary because knowing many organisations are probably going through the same thing um, and being sold this these things and these consultancy firms um, don't really truly understand. Uh, yeah, they don't really understand, at least the ones that I've encountered anyway, and uh, the ones I've worked with, the, the true essence of transformation. It's all about slideware, selling slideware, and fancy 
image is about structuring and what benefits non-existent benefits um, and it, it, it was it was really interesting for me to understand how can if if we step back if the consultancy firms also truly understand their values and their ethos and how they're serving their end customers so this company we work for is supposedly the end customer for this consultancy firm if we talk about ethics first how can one organization sell something to another client or their own customer say we'll promise to do this for you without really truly understanding it so it's wrong on so many different levels um and also the leadership in place for the, co the company we work for uh, it is scary because this is happening over and over again in many different organizations and you have coaches um, that are having to unpick and unravel as they've said as you said we had to unpick all of this um which which was challenging because it was already as you said paid for and the leaders that paid for it didn't want to look silly that they didn't know what they're doing. So it was like having to really have difficult conversations around what's the real value here? What's the outcomes we're trying to achieve? Do you understand the implications of this? Do you know where this came from? Do you know where that came from? Do you know why that was there? Um, all that conversation had to be had. And it's not, it just slows down everything else they're trying to achieve as an organization. If you really have clarity of where you're going, if you're on a transformation journey, that clarity, if you do have that, and this comes in where it just slows everything down when we talk about <laughs> incorporating waste and delay. This is this is classic one of them. The other thing also that <laughs> like this this has just triggered so many things for me, Dave. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that this says for me is the fact that the le some leadership team in places and organizations don't look inwards mm. for for capability and skills and trust their people that they know what they're doing right it's easier for leadership in places to say okay that company is branded well known okay that company has used them or use them oh my mate in that company uses them right let's let's use them right always looking outwards and external it's classic to the whole spotify image the model and the image and the people are always looking outwards rather than looking inwards what can we do here internally who do we have how can we harness our people and the knowledge, the skills internally first, co-create internally? There is nothing wrong with creating something that is for you and no one else has branded it or no one else has stamped it of approval of whatever. There is nothing wrong. Look, look internal. Um, so that's what showed up for me. I've, I've, just, I've just been triggered by this and it's just <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, I think that it's funny as you say that, as you say that last piece. That um, yeah, that really resonates. I think the it's also being careful as an organisation around that stuff. So if you are if you are trusting consultancies and third parties, however you want to frame them, in having the responsibility to shape and change your organisation. You're really, what you've really shown is you don't trust the people who are there to do it. Yeah. Now, as you said, what you should be doing is you should be using the collective intelligence of the people at your organization to shape what the future looks like. If you want people to be invested in a journey, they have to be invested in the journey. It's like there's no other way of, <laughs> no other way of really doing it. But by trusting external people to tell your internal people what good looks like and to tell them what their real challenges are, 
all you really do is erode trust. Mm. People begin to not trust the fact that you trust them. Yeah. And it sends a, a really strong message to the people at your organization. And this is encouragement to the Exco as well. Yes. So Exco have a propensity to also rely on consultancies. Mm-hmm. Thinking that consultancies know best and they know how to create great organizations. So there is a concept in human, like human kind of transformation and coaching that applies exactly the same to organizations. Mm-hmm. And you know this, I'm sure you'll smile when I say it, quasi, <laughs> is um, start with yourself, right? Absolutely. So... We ask ourselves, what would, be a, what would be an easy litmus test for any consultancy coming in trying to sell us something? So imagine the consultancy sat here now and they're trying to sell Spotify. Mm. They're trying to sell the tribes and the, you know, the structures and the guilds. My first question would be, well, how's it working at your company? Because surely if it gives that much success and you want me to pay all this money for it, you must have been doing it for years. This must be going phenomenally at your company. (laughs) Because if you haven't done it for yourselves, why would you bother telling me about it? It's not the only litmus test you should do, but it's the first very simple, easy litmus test to do with any consultancy standing at your door. If they don't do these things for for themselves, then ask yourself, how can they really believe it's powerful? That's it. I'd use the same analogy, like it's the same with, with coaching. If I'm like, you know, if I'm coaching a team or an individual, mm-hmm. if I'm saying coaching is amazing and coaching is great, because I truly do believe that. Yes. <laughs> um, but then I don't have coaching for myself. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, it's like, does that show that I haven't got as much belief in it? <laughs> it's like, you yes. should, if you can do it for yourself, it's much easier to extend it to anyone else. That's it. And it shows, right? If you if you do it for yourself, you start with self. Uh, the way it comes across, it's it's effortless. It's you're, you're saying the things and showing the things. You just it shows um, basically. Uh, and yeah, uh, as you as you were saying about the exco's preference for consultants firm, the question or something that popped into my head was: it will be interesting. I don't know if anyone has done this. Um, <laughs> There, there might be something. It would be interesting to hear from the many excos that are willing to talk to people and get some data about how much true value mm. they've had from consultancy firms that they've brought in on any sort of transformational contract or whatever they've brought them to do. How much true value have they got? It will be, be interesting data to actually see. But yeah absolutely absolutely spot on in everything you said and it's just check that the consultants firms whatever they're selling they do them they do them first and they see the value i remember sitting in um the same company um another part of the business and i remember sitting in in a demo for a tool that was being sold by a a, guess what a consultants firm um and I was listening to saying all the right things that Google is a great tool. So uh, saying all the right things. And the first question I asked is in your organization, how, because I think I, I, I was, I remember hearing him saying that they use this, they've implemented this or they use it in their day to day. And I probed, I was like, okay, how, how do you actually, how is this set up? How do you use it? How do you get the data? How do you actually flow through it to really get 
grasp and understanding of how it's used, you need to understand it. Um, he went on to something like, oh, we'll show, we'll show everything later. It's all online, but we'll get someone else to come in and walk you through it. But we brushed it off. But you have to, let's see how you use it and what value it's giving you and your teams and, and things like that. So, but yeah, if, if as a limit test, as you said, if the organization or whoever is selling you stuff is not doing it themselves, then there's a likelihood that they've just picked it up off shelf somewhere, read a few articles about it. And yes, we can package it and sell because it's easier to sell a process or a packaged thing that we can quantify and what execs can quantify uh, and put dollar marks on it and then sell it rather than talking about, okay, let's start with your vision values and what you're about. Okay, that's all too fluffy, right? You can't sell that stuff. You can't <clears throat> package that stuff. It's just too hard. Such an expansive topic. So I think that, yeah, I would definitely say, as we've discussed, like litmus test the consultancies who come in. Make sure that they have started with themselves and they really understand what they're talking about. They need to understand the subject. You can use Einstein's test if you really want and ask them to explain it to a six-year-old. Yeah. If they can't explain yeah. it to a six-year-old, then unfortunately they don't know it well enough. I think the, I think that's only advice if you really want to go down that route. I think what we were discussing here is the first most important thing is to trust your system and to trust the people in the system. Like I've never, I've honestly not worked at any company where the people who are a part of the system do not know the challenges they face and do not know a sensible way of getting past those challenges. It's just the the system and the, what you've set up constrains them from doing it. So if you want to do anything, it's removing those constraints, giving the people the freedom and the real autonomy and passion to actually get behind stuff and get it moving because if you don't do that then like nothing kind of ever moves and i think that you know i've often i've often heard this argument from people like oh you know we've we've asked the team to do this and they haven't done it which is why we've got consultants here okay so if we really compared (laughs) apples for apples you know this apple's rotten and this is a fresh one right because what you've done to the team is You've asked them to do something on top of all the other things you've asked them to do. So you've added an additional pressure on top of all the other pressure that you're putting on them. And then because they don't get it done in the time frame that you want them to, then they're not successful. <laughs> when actually, if you look at the consultancies who come in, they're completely isolated from all that pressure. There's none of that additional pressure. They don't bring in a few people to do it. They bring in a swarm, a team to do it. And of course, they'll hit your dates because they'll do anything they possibly can to hit your dates because that's how they get paid. The dates isn't the value. The like journey and the outcome is important is the value. So it's like you also can't make that comparison as well. If you believe you've trusted people and you believe as a leader or as a coach or as a scrum master, whoever's listening to this, if you believe that you've given the team a chance and they haven't done it, then just ask yourself what else might be going on. Yeah. Just like take a real like step back and look yeah. at the system and say, well, well, what's happening in that system? Yeah. You know, why weren't people engaged and excited about solving their own problems? <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure you'll be able to identify something more powerful that you can focus on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, I've, well said spot on it's it's uh, system systems intelligence look at it so yeah for me 
uh, just adding to that, I think it's all about, yeah, again, I'm big on co-creation, right? I'm, I'm blank canvas. That's it. Have a conversation, ask the questions, explore the outcomes that you're looking for or the journey that you need to be on and what value you're trying to create and then create internally. And as you said, trust the people uh, that you have internally um, to do that. Give them the space and the vacuum is very key, as you've touched on, add on top. Um, but the one thing I just want to add there is that whole co-creation blank canvas element. Mm -hmm. Just co-create. There's nothing wrong creating your own thing internally that works for you and your end customers. There is absolutely nothing wrong. If it's not branded by um, a consultancy or branded by X company because they're using it. Someone once said to me, uh, one leader once said to me, I don't want to use a Spotify model uh, because I think he, he had been to a conference or something or some, some event and it was totally, he had a Spotify model and he was talking to me about it when he came in. So like, oh, can we, is it something, um, that, are we doing parts of it? Are we doing any of it? Is it, is it valuable? What, what do you know about it? So I went through the whole shots about it. Um, that was a few years back. And, and one thing that stuck with me so well, he said, I don't want to create a Spotify model. I want to create something that other companies want to take if they choose to take it or not. So what that said to me was he's willing to create and look inwards to create something that is meaningful and valuable for him and his company, not take another company's thing. So why not create my own thing, right? There is nothing wrong create something that is unique for you. And yeah, that's pretty much all, all, all I have to say. So yes, if you're listening and you feel strongly about um, working with teams on, on pursuing some specific outcomes and trying to create something that you think, oh, this, this is not being done by anyone else anywhere else. It's, so well, fine. Is it giving you the value that you need? Are you learning from it? Are you getting insights from it? Do it. Absolutely do it. And speak to your leaders to um, get consultants off your backs. <laughs> If you, if you can, if not, just rust, rustle up some uh, numbers, just get a community around there and <laughs> have a conversation <laughs> in numbers. Um, but yeah. Mm. And what comes up for me is, as you're saying that as well, it's interesting why you wouldn't look at this like any other strategy that you would look at. So if you look at transformation and growth and you were to look at it as a strategy, um, and you were to compare that to a you know a high performing product strategy is copying what other products do a successful strategy probably not <laughs> um you have to create something innovative something new something thing things that people haven't seen or heard of before and you really have to like give the time and the, the space to do that because if all you're doing is copying then at best you're only ever second best <laughs> because there's a lag, right? Yeah. And the things that are selling, the things that are still being sold to organizations now, Spotify haven't done in years. <laughs> no, they've moved on a long time ago. They've moved on and on and on because the process, the journey, how they got there, they continuously will do, right? As other organizations will do. Yeah. You don't have to brand it. If you look at some of the most successful companies in the world, if you look at Netflix, if you look at you know Apple, if you look at these companies like Amazon, do we hear that they're using the Amazon Spotify? Model. <laughs> they Amazon using using Spotify model? Yeah, you can hear them using like Safe or Scrum. If we want to expand it even further, yeah. it's about creating something that works for your organization. 
be in that innovative way. You understand you're in a unique environment and we need to create something unique for us. Just, yeah, can't stress that enough. And as you said, try and galvanize some leaders behind you. Try and find the leaders who are passionate about this. Bring them into your space in order to support that journey. Yeah. Leaders are a key component to amplifying this message. And if you can get some with that mindset and with that approach to really help and to protect your space as you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to do this, that will help no end. Yeah, massively. And especially if you can even um, go further by it working with and influencing those that are making the decisions to bring in consultancies or not, or signing up, buying packages of work, then even better. Uh, because then they will know not to bring up or look out for what they look for and question how they question using the limit test and things to really get the right people on the ground to actually help if need be, if you have to go down that route. But yeah, work with the ones that, that can make decisions or those that can influence the ones that make decisions. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Awesome. What we'll close out on is um, three pillars and then some principles for a really successful transformation that both myself and Quasi have experienced across the organizations that were supported. And really in terms of the pillars, it's about focusing on relevant, systemic, and sustainable transformation. So they're your three pillars for real success. So make sure it's relevant, make sure it's systemic and it doesn't just It doesn't just happen in one area, but it spans across your whole organization. And make sure anything you do is sustainable. So if you walk away, that thing will still exist after you walk away. In terms of the principles themselves, I'll I'll walk through a few, and then Quasi will also walk through a few as well. So the first one that came up was the people and the cultural background at your organization. So to really focus on the people you've got at your organization. Again, if we were to look back at Spotify, They understood they were a Scandinavian company. They understood the people who were there, their cultural background, how they spoke to each other. It's a real key component for crafting transformation for success. The second piece is around, again, touching our language, but the systemic language at your organization. So every organization has a unique language. There are words, there are phrases, there are things that mean something to people at that organization. And that could be in a good way or a bad way. So people may hear a word and then they may switch off because they've learned over time to switch off when that thing's said. Or they may switch on when they hear certain things because it means something to them and it gives them that passion. So by understanding that human element, that that psychology of how language is driving behavior in your organization, you're really able to tap into something that is going to unlock exponential growth for yourselves. Yeah. The third one is around behaviors and relationships. So relationships are, we can't stress enough, it's the foundation for success, right? Having strong, healthy relationships that drive the right behaviors. It's really useful to pay close attention to this, but especially within your leadership group, because leaders are your cultural and your behavioral amplifiers for the organization. So if your leaders are or have behaviors or have relationships that are toxic, then people have to operate for success. And usually in an organization, they will do that by representing behaviors that their leaders are comfortable with. And if that's toxic, then that quickly spreads throughout the organization. If it's positive, then 
surprisingly enough, that also spreads really quickly across the organization. So look right at the top and look at your leadership levels right the way down and understand those behaviors and those relationships and whether they're the right ones to be the amplifiers for the organization. The fourth one is around challenges. So focus on what are the challenges you're facing within your organization, both from a systemic perspective, but also from a local perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And try to understand what behaviors and what things are a result of those challenges being there. Like the end premise is not to live in a challenge space, but first we need to understand it so we can then flip the challenge into an opportunity. <laughs> So let's understand all the challenges first and then we can flip them into something that's positive that we can move forward from. So the fifth one that we've got is structure and flow. Uh, As we know, in any transformation, structure is very important for an organization in terms of how you're set up. When we spoke about teams not being able to have the space and the vacuum to do things that are being asked of them, um, it is important to actually structure it in a way that allows teams and your whole organization to be able to work in a manner in which the, the flow element now that comes in, that you can actually flow uh, properly or how things and how information goes from one end to another um, and how uh, it all connects back. But without, with, without the structure or the focus on the structure, you will end up having a lot of challenges there uh, as well. But it is very important to look at structure many times <laughs> I see this being avoided uh, a lot structure because AI is going to cause too much disruption. But if you really want to make a difference, there is some level of disruption. There is uh, nothing. If it's too comfortable, there is no change, right? Um, you have to go through some, some uncomfortable nature to be able to go through change. So structure is very important and flow, structure and flow. And just on that point as well. Um, so I guess not to confuse structure with roles, because mm-hmm. people sometimes see structure of roles yes. and you, you can't have organic structures with no roles that are really mm-hmm. successful yeah. Um, so yeah I just thought of that, that piece just yeah, don't think of structure as roles it's not <laughs> what we're yeah. about. <laughs> and if you do want to find out more you can reach out to Quasi or myself we're happy to talk about that but it's a, it's a careful careful yes. topic as Quasi said <laughs> Final one is number six, um, and this is uh, not by no means the in, not in the price. Well, these are six things that we think is very important. Um, it's company purpose and vision. Again, all of them very important, but need, you need to have clarity of purpose and clarity of vision in terms of your existence and what you are there to serve, how you are being with your internal organization, with your people, as David said, all the components that we've just mentioned and shared, and your, your customers you're trying to serve. So what is it that you are there to do? Why do you exist, right? Have clarity with that. Um, and there is that element of sometimes the disconnect between the many different layers that organizations have. There's an organizational vision and purpose, and then it just kind of dilutes and dilutes, dilutes, and people, the teams kind of lose focus and lose track. Need to have a real connection there. Uh, and be able to tie everything back up. So that's why sometimes you see um, teams saying, I'm doing this, but I don't know what it contributes to. I'm just doing this. And it's just that mm-hmm. piece, right? If you have the company purpose and the vision really aligned and really cascading all the way down, then there is that essence of, yes, I am part of something bigger. And we are all contributing to that vision and that purpose because we are serving a greater, big, a greater, a greater thing. Um, so really, yeah, really focus on the company vision and purpose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, as you said, it wasn't 
wasn't in priority order. They're all like <laughs> really important. We believe they really um, are the key kind of principles and pillars for successful transformation. Um, as we've said before, we're more than happy to like talk more about this with people. As you can tell, we're quite passionate about this, and um, we've got like a lot of experience and knowledge and ideas um, for organisations. I guess the last thing I'd like to say is like. I guess we're sharing this to allow you to shift your point of view, right? Mm -hmm. So like we're not sharing this as for something to put on a wall and to look great, but they're practical things to shift points of view. So when you're in a session or when you're doing something, how can you stand in that space and be in that space where that becomes your world and that's what you see through. And as you look through that lens, what does it look like? What are you seeing? What are you noticing? So it's about, really those points of view and those lenses that allow you to get successful transformation. And it really creates transformation that is relevant. That's it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. Always great to have a conversation, Quasi. Well, yeah, thanks for, <laughs> um, for listening to us go, go on about copy and paste yeah. transformation. Hopefully it was useful. Hopefully, you know, you can also resonate with some of the things we're saying as well. And some of what we've shared will give you things to shift your perspective moving forward and help you, um, yeah, do a little bit of transformation. Thank you. Tune in again.